Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here, and Brother Marshall is here, and all of you are here, and we praise the Lord for each person. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for all the good things that he's doing, even things we have not seen yet. Amen. The Lord is always busy in our lives. The Father is always drawing us to him, and they are moving in concert to bring us to the place that they desire for us to be. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We pray that you are remembering to invite persons to come up and join us. Amen? It's a a very uh, interesting situation. Amen? And we are welcoming new persons into the ministry every day. So we would like to encourage you to continue encouraging and inviting. Amen? The Lord is growing the ministry, and we are seeing signs of the growth everywhere. Amen? So we want to encourage you to reach out to people, no matter where you happen to be, and encourage them to listen. Amen? Amen. It blessed you, and I'm certain it will bless them as well. Uh, To all of our first-time listeners, uh, we congratulate you for joining us. And we praise the Lord for you. Amen. Uh, We would like to invite you to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. Miracleinternetchurch.com. And across the banner, if you're on your computer, Across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link, and when the page changes, um, you'll need to, (laughs) when the page changes, you'll need to sign in. Amen? Click Guest, and when the line comes up, type your name, hit Enter, and then go to the line where you're able to type, And say hello to everyone. And everyone that's in the chat room will say hello to you. Amen? If you're calling in for the first time while we're live on the air, you will need to listen through your cell phone or your telephone or whichever phone you use. And that number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Again, that number is area code 319 527-6235 and press 1. Amen. Now, when you're recasting a broadcast from our archives, that's not necessary. But while we are broadcasting live, while the broadcast is being recorded, you will need to listen through your phone and keep track of the chat room on your computer (coughs) or laptop or tablet, amen. If you're on a cell phone, be it Android or iPhone, uh, you may call in at area code 319-527-6235 and listen as well. 
You may also go to your browser and uh, pull up uh, miracleinternetchurch.com. And when the page comes up, those three white bars across the black background is your link. Click that, and all the other links will open up to you. You may go down to the appropriate link and sign in, and then you may listen. Amen? You will need your King James Version of the Bible because that's the version that we use. We only use one, the King James Version. Amen? So welcome in the name of the Lord, and we pray that... uh, What you need to hear from the Lord, you will hear tonight. And uh, for those of you who need prayer, uh, when the lines open, when we come to your, your, your area code, please speak up so that we'll know you there and I won't pass you accidentally. Amen? Amen. For all of you who have questions, please write me at gproom at outlook.com. gproom at Outlook.com. Amen? That's gproom at Outlook.com. Okay, that didn't go right. (laughs) Let me straighten that up. Amen. There, that's better. Um, the information, the scriptures will be posted in the chat room tonight, and I, I want to um, let you know in advance there there will be quite a few scriptures tonight. So, if your notepad is on the last page, you will need to um, possibly get another piece of paper to go with it. Amen. Because there's several scriptures tonight, and we encourage you to take down notes while the teaching is going on. Uh, We encourage you uh, to write down the scriptures and look them up later. Yes, they will be posted in the chat room, but it's nothing like doing your own study, amen, and reinforcing the word in your heart. Praise the Lord. Also, uh, doing the opening prayer, which we, uh, we caution you about attempting to pray on your own, because you will draw more warfare to yourself than you're able to withstand. A few people have discovered that. They thought that was the thing to do. Um, They wanted to take the opening prayer, and they wanted to pray it themselves, and they got into more trouble than they can get out of. And they finally humbled themselves and told us, and we told them what the problem was. So during the opening prayer, you pray in agreement through your prayer language. And you post your warfare scriptures in the chat room. Amen? And if you happen to be recasting a broadcast and you're listening to the warfare prayer part, then you just pray in your prayer language and say amen at the end. Amen? Amen. I think that should help clear up anybody who had a question about that. Amen. We know that many of you are on uh, are going on vacation and you're visiting family and relatives and so on and so forth. And so Brother Bill is going to post in the chat room our uh, our guidelines for when you're coming into contact with family and friends, especially those you haven't seen in a while. Amen? And so we want to thank him in advance for doing that. Also, uh, we're going to do a little different kind of prayer tonight 
um, somewhere around uh, the opening prayer, I've been I've been moved by the Lord to pray for a certain group of people tonight, and so I want to encourage you to do warfare when I begin to pray for that particular group of persons. Um, a lot of these people are Christians, and um, they've been mistreated by the government. And not just in the U.S. I'm going to target that group in particular, but actually the prayer is for that group that I'm going in particular that I'm going to pray for, and uh, like groups that are all over the world. Amen. Uh, we can't just uh, focus on our little lives. Our prayer lives have to be expansive. They have to grow. Amen. We have to pray for one another, and we do that in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. Remember, whenever you put a prayer request in, saints, include the scriptures, because we come in agreement with the scriptures that you place with your prayer request. Amen? So uh, we want to encourage you to continue to put your scriptures in, and we want you to think about the people that are all over the world, uh, that are incarcerated for the wrong reasons. They might be completely innocent of the charges that have been brought against them, but they are being incarcerated. And many of them, you know, are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? So we're going to, um, we're going to do some praying in a few minutes, and the Lord is going to help us to do this. Amen? Thank you, Brother Bill. The Lord's going to help us with this, so I, I want you to put your put your scriptures in the in the chat room in the MIC radio chat and pray in tongues. You you can do both at the same time. You're very good at that, and uh, we'll see what the Lord will do. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you, and we plead the blood of Jesus over everyone in the chat room, in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over everyone in the chat room right now, in the name of Jesus. We submerge them under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Break it in the name of Jesus. We break your grip and hold, Satan, in Jesus' holy name. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for releasing your healing virtue right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for releasing your healing virtue right now in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. Thank you. Amen. We place the blood stripes of Jesus Christ 
on those that are infirmed, those that are in illness and pain or sickness of any kind. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, we want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for your very presence because you are certainly here in our midst. We want to thank you for every opportunity that we have to serve you with our lives to commit ourselves to you, to be faithful and true to you. We want to thank you for those opportunities. We want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to follow you, how to listen to your voice, how to perceive what you're telling us, Lord. Sometimes we're so filled with the activities of daily living that we fail to listen As closely as we should, we ask for your forgiveness. We honor you, kings and the Lord of lords. We honor you as our Savior, as our Lord, as our everything. We honor you as our deliverer. And we thank you, Father, for bringing us into agreement with the Godhead and intercession in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over persons who have become incarcerated, that are innocent and not guilty of what they've been charged with. We want to ask you, Father, to comfort them, especially those that are Christians, those that are believers, those that belong to Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, to encourage them. Encourage them in their inner man. We plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord. We cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ. We lift up to you, Father, those that are um, J6 prisoners. From January 6th of this year, they were hunted down just about for all practical purposes. Many of them were mistreated. Many of them charged with, uh, with charges that they never did. Many of them are completely innocent. But, Father, they are being targeted by the enemy. Some of them you sent there on purpose to do what you sent them to do. And they are being persecuted by those who are in power. So we appeal to the righteous judge, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ on their behalf. And we call for the judgments of the righteous judge in each case in Jesus' name. They're being given sentences that are out of proportion to what actually took place on that day. They're being treated as uh, insurrectionists and rioters and all sort of false accusations. But you see, no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen against them in judgment, we condemn as well in Jesus' name. We forbid the government to continue to persecute them in the name of Jesus Christ out of their hatred for Donald Trump. We 
Some of them, Lord, have had their lives ruined. Some of them, their relatives have turned against them because of this. But, Lord, you know every case and every person. And you know the unrighteous judges that have been placed on their cases, Father. We ask you to intervene. <laughs> We ask you to intervene on their behalf, Father, and not them alone, all the Julian Assanges that that there are, all of the whistleblowers as well, all of the persons that are being incarcerated in their particular countries that were doing the right thing. They weren't doing crimes. They were doing the right thing. But their unrighteous governments have chosen to target them. We ask you to rescue them. Release your angel. Free them. Some of them have been tormented. Some of them have been chased. Some of them are being watched. Some of them have those um, things around their ankles. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is sin. This is wickedness. This is wrong. Like that mother in Uvalde. She spoke out and went in and got her children. And now the police are watching her. They're driving by her house, parking there. They're not trying to protect her. They're trying to intimidate her. So, Father, in the name of... Give, we ask you, give these people right attorneys. There's got to be at least one more left in the planet. Give these people proper attorneys that won't cave in to the FBI in Jesus' name. Telling their client that they ought, to, they ought to settle for this other charge when they're actually innocent. Father, we plead with you. We cry out to you tonight, Lord, and we ask you to step into the situation and bring your justice to pass. Your will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. And we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you for uncovering everything that every government on this planet has been doing that is not pleasing in your sight, as well as the World Health Organization and NATO and financial organizations and businesses and corporations and networks and groups and persons and governments and communities and law enforcement, 
evil, wickedness that's being done. And yet the people are oppressed and they are in a chokehold. So we ask you, to the Lord of hosts, we call upon you to do what you see fit in Jesus' name. In every industry where wickedness prevails, we call for the judgments of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. Every lie, expose it, Lord. You tell us to buy the truth and sell it not. So we ask you, Lord, to expose every lie, every single lie. Expose the lies in the name of Jesus Christ. Fossey and his cohort have done much damage in the earth, not just in the United States, but worldwide. People look to the U.S. for leadership, for guidance, for direction. Their crimes are worldwide. And we thank you, Lord, for a judgment consumerant with their crimes in Jesus' name. So she comes forth and says she made it all up. Well, that's what we thought anyway, but now she's finally saying it. So, Father, we thank you that your word clearly declares what happens with every liar. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. For your adjudications in Jesus' name. We ask your continued adjudications about the pornographic and perverse uh, books in the libraries in our schools that our children are exposed to. They contain materials that should be uh, not even allowed for adults. We call for your strict judgment, Father. We have Disney once again adding adult programming when they had promised not to do so. Additional adjudications, O oh God, additional adjudications from the righteous judge. We have the woke culture. We have the cancel culture. And we have a bunch of liars. And we ask, for your adjudications on all. No wicked person, no wicked event left behind. No program, no plan, no scheme. No device. No system. 
of wickedness to be left standing in Jesus' name. Rike de Rebrusa, le di Dios uto, rigi baba baba kushe, risa la de Dios uto da breke, la de Dios uto da broka, bebebe shata da brekea, ruka te di brishata da braka, ashata da brekea. People are not fearing, ruko to do brisha, retribution for their wrongdoing, so they continue in it, Lord. Runda da brisa da de Dios uto da breke, la de Dios uto. Now even the police are not arresting those who ought to be arrested. Yet they're collecting a paycheck and a pension. Lawlessness is everywhere. Lack of respect for authority. And a myriad of other difficulties to you, Lord. We turn to you. We turn to you for answers. We turn to you for solutions. We turn to you for adjudication. And we turn to you for righteousness. Alcohol, firearm, and tobacco officers are going to people's houses, harassing them, and they don't even have a warrant to search for. They don't even have a warrant. And if they went to get one, they were turned down. They have no right there, but they're harassing the citizens. And lastly, we leave the J6 committee to you. We thank you, O righteous judge, for every adjudication, for every member of that committee. We ask you to judge their hearts as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, we ask you to be the food that those that are in prison cells or solitary confinement that ought not to be there, they're being starved. We ask you to be their food in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. We bind the intimidation and the badgering 
and the harassment. Runga de Abrisha that a broca de video la la leoson de Abrisha that a break it, break it, break it. Runga de Abrisha la diosa that a broca baba 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 shotobrisa. Rica de Abrisha that a diosula la dioson de Abrisha that a breca de video la leosota. Runga de Abrisha la diosa de Abrisha la diakiata mano no sata. Rica de Abraca basha that a broca de diosa la diosa de diosa. Isha nariosuta barugule le diosuta a breca de diosuta a breca. Ah, Rukotoro Brishataradio Sutarabri. Illegal election practices. Urra Baba Kushe. Runda da Brusa da Bricket, 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 Bricket. Runda da Bresa da Bricket, they do a la dio Sutarabri. Lord, the Bible says that that that's done in darkness is brought to the light. We thank you that you are the revealer of secrets. Erride Rukola le dio Suta. Ringe de la brusha la diosa ta la brica de diosa ta la bra da rugo su. Rinde la brica le le diosu. Riki shita la brosa le diosu ta la brica ala la. Rike de la brisa le diosu ndere manesa tia sa kushete. Erru de la diosu la le diasa harakita la brisa ta la brisa ta la bruka ba 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 shuta riki. We bind the spirit of fear. Over all of God's children in Jesus' name. Rule la dio sulla la dio surra ba 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 kisha te da briki de di ala le yasuta sulla la dio sulla da brisha da riki ala le dio suta da bri ki ba 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 rule la dio sulla la dio sunda riki te da bri. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, and all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for your warring linking angels, your praising angels, the wall of fire, on your ministering spirits, Father, in Jesus' name. Release your host, O God. Release your host. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and the workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Ghost. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks. 
onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, listeners, familiar demons, electronic, digital technology demons, and all their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, all techno-paganism, all mind control by the occult, all pulsed microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, tinnitus, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons. We bind you all and we return your attacks to the senders in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, Seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, whoredom spirits, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and all of their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks. And we return the attacks from whence they came in the name of Jesus Christ. All voodoo pins return in the name of Jesus Christ. All voodoo pins and their poison returned in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits. Sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. In the name of Jesus, we bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid. All EMP and EMF attacks, all attacks coming through the uh, satellites from other planets, from the cell towers, through electronic and technological devices, through cellular devices in Jesus' name. We close those portals and we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut ourselves free from every demonic tie in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all hexes coming through the chat room in the name of Jesus Christ. Return to sender in the name of Jesus. Every attack returned. Every attack returned. Every attack returned in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind out 5G and components. Microwave frequency weapons. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. And we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all magic used at concerts to control the crowd.
We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. All the work of the devil. Release it. We call for the adjudication of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. Tribal rituals are bound in the name of Ejereosa. Runda da breka de di diosuda da diosuda da breka de di diosuda. Worldwide, runda da breka de di da. All tribal rituals, Erika, and the demons that attend. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Erra da diosuda. Rike de di abrusha da breka de di diosuda de ya. Runda da bra gushete da breka de di abrusha da diosuda. Rege be 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 runda da diosuda da diosuda da breke. Asuro brisha de di diosuda da breke de di ada da balakiasa. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Indonesian, Australian, New Zealand, Asian, Islander, Indigenous persons, the native persons, the tribal, all Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all rituals and rites sent against any Christian anywhere. And we return to sender in Jesus' name. According to the covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide and all free-flying devils, all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, and every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog, and every abomination has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies, and we bind the Mandela effect. And we those agents under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind all frogs. Fleas. Caterpillars, mosquitoes, natural or man-made, snakes, Runda da breke de, set da breke, serpents of every kind, in Jesus' name. 
Rula da dia de rukoho rekise de rabru de de dayaka. Urugo de de dio suturo brisha de rabri. Tada rukoturo brise. Isha de de sula de dia. Raka de de dio. We bind spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, assassinate, Corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance. Every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work. We close the evil eye in Jesus' name. Mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, and no unrighteous event left behind. In Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending, the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe, make fantasy, and la-la land. In Jesus' name. We bind all false religions, numerology, horoscopes, spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, Antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits, and practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride, all of his underlings and agents, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. In Jesus' name, we bind all demonic, human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry in every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error. Worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. In Jesus' name, we bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses. Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet and his 72 in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We do the undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs, 
and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources in Jesus' name. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, and ceremony, and all the elements there included in the name of Jesus Christ, along with all associated organizations in the name of Jesus. We break the power of the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grip, in Jesus' holy name. We ask for the adjudication of the righteous judge on all such. In Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, witchcraft, and mind control back on their own heads. According to the scriptures, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, we bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth and lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem for all kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Return to sender in Jesus' name. All the trolls that come up to troll this broadcast, we bind you in your witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return them back on your own heads according to our covenant with the Lord in Jesus' name. Every attack goes back, every attack, every attack, every attack goes back right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command every demon that followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, to be bound and leave us now in Jesus' name. You will not be tolerated. We close every portal to our computers, to our cell phones, to our tablets, and we bind the devils coming across the computer lines in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus. We cover our vehicles. And the road we travel in the blood of Jesus, we take authority and dominion over all animals and demons of the road so that they do not cross our path. 
We bind all bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, and anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away, and we ask for warrior, giant warrior angels, Lord, to protect us and our property and all that pertains to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for covering our vehicles. We thank you, Lord, for covering our transportation and the roads that we travel in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you take care of everything that concerns us, Father, and our property in Jesus' name. Every witchcraft spirit, every uh, fleshly spirit motivated by any demon, We bind you now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you now and we send you away in Jesus' holy name. In the name of Jesus, we pull out all voodoo pens, fiery darts, needles, spears, all voodoo of any kind, and the poisons in the name of Jesus. And we return it from whence it came. We cut and burn all silver cords and ley lines. Soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down our walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, witches, warlocks, and the like in Jesus' name. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, and curse, charms, fetishes and psychic prayers and psychic thoughts and powers in Jesus' name. We break the power of all death, bewitchment, potions, jinxes, mind control, voodoo, magic, and sorcery, all witchcraft, all incantations, crystals, root work, and tribal rituals and sins, and all other wickedness being sent against us in Jesus' name. We break the power of spirits of bondage, spirits of fear, and spirits of heaviness in the name of Jesus Christ. And we release the freedom of the Lord Jesus Christ over the saints in Jesus' holy name. Amen? In Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, saints, I need uh, just a moment, and I'll be right back. Amen? Amen. Keep praying in spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. The Lord has a word for us tonight, saints. Thank you, Lord. The Lord has a word for us. 
The Lord has a word for us tonight, and it's a it's a strong word. It's a good word, and I appreciate him sharing his love with us. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise your name, Jesus. Well, saints, our featured um, psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 16. And our verse for meditation comes from Matthew 26, verse 41. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 41. And our featured ebook is The Spirit of Lust. Flesh and demons work together. Flesh and demons work together. Amen? Amen. Again, our guest calling number is area code 319 527 6235 and press 1. And the title for tonight's broadcast is The Chosen One. The Chosen One. Many times in scripture, the words chosen and elect are referring to all those persons who are born of the Spirit of God and included in the family of God. I'll say that again. Many times in Scripture, the words chosen and elect are referring to all those persons who are born of God and included in the family of God. All of these saints are included in what is referred to as the elect of God or the chosen of God. Amen? Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. In Matthew, Matthew, I'm going to go to a different scripture from that. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. Matthew chapter 20, Verse 16. Amen. Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. It reads, So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. For many be called, but few chosen. Few are chosen. Amen. So will you, in some instances, saints, as you're reading through the scriptures, the words chosen or elect can be used interchangeably when it's referring to the body of Christ. Amen. There are places where it refers to the Lord Jesus. But there are more references to the body of Christ. 
and we're going to talk about some of those references. Amen? Amen. So, let's see, technology. Amen. All right, there we are. We're going to go to, let's see, where do I want to start this scripture? I'm changing scriptures as I'm starting, something I usually don't do. But we're going to start with 2 Timothy. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 10. 2, verse 10. This scripture reads thusly, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This was Paul speaking. And what he was saying was this. Paul was saying he was very much aware that there were certain people who were elected and chosen from the foundation of the world. Not after the Garden of Eden, from the foundation of the world. That were to respond to his preaching and his teaching. Even though he was aware that many people would reject his message. All of those who heard Paul preach would have the opportunity by an act of their own will to respond to the gospel and choose to accept it. But there were certain individuals in the foreknowledge of Almighty God who would definitely believe the gospel and receive the gospel. So you say, what does that mean, the foreknowledge of God? Well, in Isaiah chapter 46, Isaiah chapter 46, beginning with verse 9, Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9, remember the former things of old, for I am God. And there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. God is saying to us that he's God, that he's all-powerful and all-knowing, and that he has the ability to declare and proclaim the end of a thing from the beginning of it. The end of a thing from the very beginning. 
and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Mm-hmm. And his counsel stands, and he's going to do what he intends to do. He's ma- making a very strong statement, as all of his statements are. So the Lord was encouraging Paul and Timothy. There was an encouragement to endure any necessary persecutions or afflictions because he knew that the original plan and purpose of God could not and would not fail. Before God ever began to create the world, he knew everything that would happen, everything, all the way to the ends of the ages. In spite of all of it, he decided to create it and to create, create us as well, to create humankind as well. He knew of all the trials and the sufferings and the difficulties and also the triumphs and the victories that we would experience. He knew the effect that Calvary and the life of Jesus Christ in the earth would have upon the existence of humankind. Amen? So, God has that ability. He's always had it. He will always have it. He knows everything all the time. Time was created for us. God himself lives outside of time. He can affect time just as he did with Joshua when there was a war going on. He caused the sun and the moon to be still. But God himself is not affected by time as we are. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, there are certain things about God that we're going to come to understand maybe a little better than we have in the past tonight. God's original plan and purpose is not going to fail. Remember, he says in the scriptures that his word does not return to him void, empty and fruitless. It produces in the thing where he sent it to. It's going to bring forth what he desires for it to bring forth. So, there is a group of persons that consider themselves to be Christians. And they have a certain mindset that we at Miracle are not in agreement with. And I'm going to tell you what that is first before I explain our point of view. Their position is that the beginning of time, God shows certain people to be saved and all the other people just weren't going to get saved. So all the people that are getting saved are the ones that God chose before the beginning of time to be saved, and the rest are just going to go to hell. Well, we don't agree with that. We don't agree with that doctrine at all. In fact, what we believe is very much different. What we believe is because God is all-knowing, 
and he knows everything. He knew before the foundation of the world every person that would choose to receive the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ of their own will, every single person that would. And he decided in himself that those ones whom, who they, the ones that choose to do this, because they choose to do this, I'm going to extend my grace to them, my favor, my power to them. And those persons have some benefits that other that he knew from the beginning of time would reject the gospel and reject his son, Jesus Christ, do not have. He knew before he ever began before the foundation of the world was ever laid, he knew what each of us would need to get through our journey of life here on earth and to complete the things and the assignments that he wanted us to complete. And so he made provision for that. Now, this is not to say that each of us has no... uh, say so, so to speak, and how this comes out. Yes, we do. Each of us was given a free will, and it's up to us to choose to use it. But God, in his loving and merciful nature, has made provision for everyone who would choose Jesus Christ. Amen? You see, God has a part. And we have a part. All of the people from all throughout eternity, all the people throughout the the expanse of the earth, from the very first person to the very last, all of the ones that would choose Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, God had already, before the foundation of the earth, made provision for them. Because he knew their choice. Amen. I know for some of you that's a lot to swallow, so I'll let you swallow again. Amen? Amen. And that is how we differ from that particular group of persons who believe that God picked out which ones were going to get saved and that they didn't have anything to do with it. God just picked them, and he just didn't pick them all the others. No, God desires that all men be saved. That's what the Bible says. But it's up to us to choose that. This is a whosoever will faith, not just a whosoever was born on the earth. Amen? Amen. I pray that that's clear. So um, I'm going to use an illustration that those of you that are even remotely uh, connected to construction in any way will understand quite clearly. You know there's this thing called an architect, and there are persons called builders. And the architect draws up this plan. And the builders have to put their input into it, you see, 
But there has to be a plan. If you're going to build a building, you've got to have a plan. You can't just walk out there and say, well, I'm going to dig this uh, basement over here, but I'm going to put the footers over there. Well, that's not reasonable. You'll never come up with a building that way. Well, God had a plan for mankind, for the development of mankind. And so it was necessary that there be some kind of predetermined pattern and design. God chose that. Amen? Now, tell us is that the final product is what to come out to be what was in the architect's mind. You know, they go to the architect, they pay all this huge amount of money for him to draw up a design and plan, but as they're building the building, you know, there's the ground to consider, there's all kinds of things. Building materials change, so they have to tweak. Well, that's us in the natural, okay? But you see, in God's plan, the only tweaking issue is where the human will is concerned. Aha. Uh-huh. You see, God is working on a building too, that building, how we are all fit together. And the Holy Spirit fits us together. God's working on a building too, a habitation for the Spirit of God. Amen? We're part of that. So I want you to understand that God didn't just decide on one day, because some of you have heard that uh, kind of teaching, and some of you have not. And in case you run across it, this is this is how we stand. God did not just arbitrarily say, I'll pick number one, number seven, number eight, number 14, and number 300, and that's all the people that are going to be saved. No, God didn't do that. He opened up salvation for every human being, every human being. But because he is God and because he knows everything from the beginning all the way to the end, wherever the end may be, he knew who would come to Jesus. He made provision for those that would come. And therefore, you have um, the designation as the elect or the chosen of God. Amen? That's how we receive that designation. Jesus Christ is the elect of God, and we are in him. And those who are in him are the elect of God. Amen? Amen. So I think we... We're understanding this, at least I pray that we are, and if you're having a little time, you can write me or you can recast the broadcast. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Surely God saw all of the misery, all of the pain the spiritual darkness and ignorance that would be on the earth, he saw it all. 
But he also beheld the sure resulting victory and the number of redeemed persons, those that come forth as joint heirs of Jesus Christ, and those that come forth in the image of God himself. They, they grow up. Those that finally grow up in God. Amen. It is possible to do so. And in God's mind, there was more good than bad. So he proceeded with his plan. He knew that there were people who would pass through the valley of the shadow of death successfully. Amen? He knew that there would be people who would end up far better off in many ways for having experienced their earth life. Amen? So, God decided that he would set the wheels of creation in motion, having considered it all. Because, you know, the scriptures declare that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. You see, God took it all in, every single thing. Before he began the creation And having considered it all He decided to do it anyway Perhaps this will give you some hope That God sees a better outcome Than the one you're looking at right now Amen? Amen By electing to proceed God firmly and irrevocably chose from the foundation those who would eventually choose and elect of their own free will to later respond to his call. What call? The call to receive salvation. The call to receive the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The call to come into the body of Christ. Yes, and hopefully most of us have made that choice. Admittedly, the only weakness in proceeding forward is the fact that if it were just natural elements, those elements don't have a free will. You see, steel beams, planks of wood, panes of glass don't have a free will. Wherever you put them is where they are, and that's the way it is. But you see, humans have a free will. God gave us one. So we can decide to participate or not to participate. And without a doubt, our freedom of choice, our free will, is a from God. This God-given ability gives meaning to our lives, and without it, our life would not be the same. I think you'll agree with that. Even our highest achievements in God can be traced back to his divine authorship. Amen? If God did everything and we didn't have any say in it at all, it just wouldn't be the same. Amen? So God works creation. 
He doesn't give you the dictator role. You know, I'm the dictator and this is all you can do. And no, he gave you a free will. And he works with those that he created. Amen? Remember that scripture in Amos 3.3? Two can't walk together lest they be agreed. Well, we have to choose to walk with God. We have to choose to agree with him. There must be a blending, no matter how mysterious it appears to be to us, of the sovereignty of God and the will of man. We have to come together in agreement. You notice that when we pray, we come into agreement with the intercession of the Godhead. By an act of our will, we choose to come into agreement with God. Now, I cannot tell you, nor can anyone else, say, well, the line is just here and the line is just there. No, that's not ours to choose. There is a place of agreement. And that's a very important place. In Acts chapter 13, verse 48, Acts chapter 13, verse 48, it reads, And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Those that God already knew were going to receive his son, they received eternal life when they believed. Amen? Amen. So, God had decided these things before the foundation of the world. God is a pre-planner type of God. Amen? Yes, he does things that are sudden and spontaneous, but he also pre-plans. Amen? Amen. In Acts chapter 18, verse 10, Acts chapter 18, verse 10. God was talking to Paul, and he was telling him, For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. People in this city? There had been much preaching at Corinth at that time. But God is saying, in advance to Paul, that he has much people in this city. Well, what does that mean? All of those uh, Corinthians had not been converted yet. But God is saying, I know about this city, and I know about the people who live here. And before the foundation of the world, he knew how many Corinthians would get saved and how many would not. So he was telling Paul, relax. It's going to go well with you here. 
I've got a lot of people that are going to be converted right here. That's what he was saying. Amen? So, even before their decision, even before those persons decided that they would listen to Paul and others preach the gospel, they would receive the gospel and believe the gospel, God claimed them and elected them as his own, as his chosen one. He knew from the very foundation that they would come in, and he knew that he would receive them by and through his grace. This is a very important point in Christianity. That word elect has been used in reference to Jesus and Israel and the holy angels and the church. And being the elect of God, the chosen of God, ensures an inheritance of divine stability because there are certain events of life that are God-shaped and divinely authored. There are certain events that you can't poke your nose in, that you can't put your two cents into it because they are God's prerogative, they are God-shaped, and they are divinely authored. Amen? Therefore, because we all bear the same title, we assume that our election or being chosen is just as certain and just as effective as the election of the angels or Israel or even to a certain degree, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Our being chosen, our election is not inferior. It's not inferior. It wasn't an afterthought. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't something that popped up later. No, God developed it as part of his plan for humanity. It was not an afterthought. It wasn't a hiccup or anything like that. It was part of God's original plan. Amen. Original plan. Amen. The bond and seal of our calling given to any of the chosen sons and daughters of God is just as dependable and just as potentially powerful in propelling us forward in victory as it was in carrying Jesus triumphantly through death, hell, and the grave. Let me give you that again so it can sink in. The bond and seal of our calling given to any of the chosen sons and daughters of God, the body of Christ, in other words, is just as dependable and just as potentially powerful in propelling us forward in victory 
as it was in carrying Jesus triumphantly through death, hell, and the grave. As long as we yield to the calling through humility and faith, and as long as we are sincere in our desire to follow Jesus, our preservation is just as sure as the miraculous preservation of Israel over the centuries. Israel has been, the nation of Israel has been through a lot over the centuries, but God has preserved that people and that nation through everything they went through. And because you chose Jesus Christ, you chose to believe the gospel and receive the gospel, the preservation for your life is just as important as it is for the nation of Israel. You are not less important. You are not a second-class citizen in God's kingdom. God will preserve you too. Amen? God will preserve you too. And we are just as much an irreplaceable part of heaven as the holy angels. They're important. We're important. Amen? Some of us, because of the things that have happened in our natural lives, have this thought process in our heart and mind that we are only so important to God and not a bit more. But that's just not the truth. We are in Christ Jesus. We are extremely important to God. And each of us needs to come to a knowing about that on the inside. We need to come to a knowing of that truth on our inside. We need to know that we know that we know that we know that we are extremely important to God. Amen? We were not some afterthought. You know, there are people that they don't know who either one of their parents or either of their parents are. And they go around with these feelings of inferiority that they're less than, that they're not as suitable for, that they have some defect or in or deficiency somehow. But that is not true in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, you're just as good as everybody else, and you're just as important to God as everybody else. You're not some has-been. You're not an afterthought whatever. And, you know, there are people that think, well, uh, the origin of me coming into the earth, so they think, was how they were birthed into the world, the circumstances surrounding that. No, you're a, you're a, a person to God before you ever get your body. You are a person to God Almighty before you get your body. God told, I think it was Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. So you're not some afterthought. No matter what humans did, you were born by the will of God. 
not the will of man, not the will of the flesh. You're here on the earth now because God wanted you here. And that's important to God, and it ought to be important to you too. Amen? Amen. So we were talking about Israel. In fact, it's significant that the word elect is used more often in the Bible about those who've been called of God from the beginning to be part of the body of Christ, even more than the angels or the nation of Israel. So we should have confidence in our importance to God. If the Lord could successfully preserve the national identity of Israel during over 2,000 years of them being dispersed here, there, and everywhere. And he could reestablish that nation in security in 1948, and that was a miracle. Only God could have pulled that off. A miracle of restoration that has never taken place for any other nation in the world, then we surely must believe that he is able to preserve those who love Jesus Christ and serve him in sincerity and in truth. He can reestablish and restore us when it's necessary. If he can do it for an entire nation and race of people, for as long as the Israelite nation has been in existence, and bring them together on that same land, all of these decades and centuries later, God can restore us and he can reestablish us if that's what is needed. And that ought to be part of our proof right there. It ought to speak to us quite profoundly. Surely, if he built a hedge of protection around the Jewish nation, he can build a hedge of protection around you and around me. Amen? We are are confident of this because we know that our God, Almighty God, who has selected us. We know who he is. He's revealed himself to us. We are winners. We are his preferred ones. We are more than winners. We are the elect of God. We are the chosen ones. Why? Because we chose him. He chose us before the foundation of the world, And when our opportunity came, we chose him. Amen? Amen. By an act of divine will, he has granted us grace, unearned favor that imparts divine abilities. So in Romans chapter 11, verse 6, Romans chapter 11, verse 6, It reads, and if by grace, then is it no more of work. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, 
then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. You say, well, what does that mean? Okay. What does that mean? Well, God made a choice, and then he acted on it. It means if it's by grace, then you didn't earn it. Because if you could earn it, then it wouldn't be grace. Amen? You can't earn this. This was given to you. This grace of God, you did not earn it. There was nothing you could do. I don't care how many sweet potato pies you sold at the church uh, jamboree or whatever they had. You didn't earn it. It was given. God gave it. Amen? It's important. We must recognize that God is sovereign. He is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. And he's omniscient. He's all-knowing in his dealings with men. The Bible plainly says that God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, to the things we've done or not done, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Let's go to 2 Timothy, chapter 1 and verse 9. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 9. Amen. Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 9. Who hath saved us. Chapter 1, verse 9. Okay, I'm going to start in verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker or a sharer or a participant of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Verse 9, who hath saved us, called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Amen? Before the world began. Praise the Lord. In other words, before any of the natural creation existed, God gave each one of his elect sons and daughters a general as well as a specific purpose. And what is even more wonderful, 
God gave us grace in advance, in advance to fulfill that purpose. God gave us grace to fulfill the purpose that he assigned to us. Amen? Our God anticipated every trial and every opposition that we would ever face. And from the very beginning, he gave us an ample amount of grace to come forth from all these circumstances and to victoriously fulfill his blueprint plan for our lives. For our lives. Second Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 8. Second Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 8. We're with Paul once again. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. He was having an issue. And he went to the Lord three times about it that it might depart from me. Paul was having a trouble that he didn't appreciate, and he didn't see the point of having it. So he went to the Lord three times that it might depart from it. And the Lord said to him, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength, is made perfect in weakness. So Paul says, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, insults, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. You see, God was saying to Paul that from foundation of the world, I've already released the grace that you need to make it. You're coming to me about this problem, but I released the grace for you to make it before the foundation of the world. The grace that I've released for you is sufficient for you. So Paul changed his attitude like we ought to. He changed his point of view to line up with God. He changed his thought. He changed his attitude. He changed his behavior. And we ought to do that as well. He said, for my strength is made perfect when I'm actually weak. Why? Because now I have to depend on it. Now I've got to trust him. Now I've got to look to him even more. I can't depend on my flesh. I've got to solely depend on him. So when these issues come, I'm going to glory in them instead of whining about them, instead of murmuring, instead of complaining and being upset continually and being frustrated. Because when these things come and I'm weak, the power of Christ comes to rest on me. He comes to take me through with this all-sufficient grace that's already been released to me. Amen? Amen. 
Therefore, we will never face anything in life out of which we cannot emerge as conquerors if we tap into that which is rightfully ours. Therefore, we will never face anything in life out of which we cannot emerge as conquerors if to that which is rightfully ours. God ordained for us in advance certain works that we should perform in his name. Then he sealed us into success by giving us the grace, the divine enablement to fulfill each ordained task from the foundation of all things. That's what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Now, I remember when the Lord was hammering this scripture into me. I was busy telling him all the things I thought I couldn't do, and he wasn't going for it. And I couldn't understand why he didn't see it my way. But he won. I'm here teaching you. Amen. By his grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Have you ever um, seen uh, a mill worker that works in, in, a, in a factory where they produce furniture and, and those kinds of things? A carpenter at work, not necessarily on the roof of a house, but producing a piece of furniture. We are his workmanship. He's the one working to make us what we ought to be. And it's out of his mind and heart. When he chose to create us, it came out of him. The picture for who we ought to be came from within the mind of God. So you can't say to your creator, why did you make me this way? Because this is his design. This is his design. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good work, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Have you ever seen somebody in a wood shop making something? Well, we're sort of like that. The woodworker works diligently over periods of time using different processes to bring forth out of a piece of wood what he sees, the vision for what he sees on the inside. God works on us that way. Amen? Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Romans chapter 8, verse 31.
What greater proof of ultimate victory could we ask for? God is for us, and who and what can be against us? The Bible says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God's saying, you're my own precious workmanship. I'm working to make you what I always wanted you to be. So who is it that can show up and bother with you? You belong to God. Amen? Jesus was elected and ordained from the beginning to face Calvary and to arise three days later from the grave. For he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Jesus uh, going to the cross and giving his life and living 33 years as a human on earth was not an afterthought. It was part of the original plan from before the foundation of the world. It wasn't a hiccup. Amen? Amen. We cannot ignore the fact that he could have rebelled against this election just as we can. Could have done that or else temptation wouldn't have been temptation. But instead, he chose to go to Gethsemane and then later, by the grace of God, to taste death for every man. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. 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 But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the purpose of suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So see, everyone has an opportunity to come to God. Why? 
because Jesus died for every single person. It says it right there. He tasted death every man. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Even he, even Jesus, had to receive grace to endure what seemed impossible to endure. And he, you know, he prayed so that there were drops of blood and sweat in Gethsemane. He had to make a choice, just like we had to make a choice. And we still make choices every day. You see, this is a whosoever will faith. You've got to choose it. You've got to choose to submit to God. You've got to choose to change your mind. You've got to choose to change your ways. You've got to make choices and decisions. You've got to choose to accept correction. You've got to choose not to complain. You've got to choose to rejoice. This is a whosoever will faith. Whosoever will do the will of God. That's the kind of faith this is. This is not a religion. It's a faith. And it's a faith based on your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Godhead. Amen. Buddha doesn't talk to anybody. Buddha doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't relate to any Buddhist anywhere at any time. Amen. Yet surely... This grace was given to him, was given to Jesus long before there was planted a garden eastward in Eden. Before the Garden of Eden ever came into being, that grace had been released to Jesus Christ so that he could do what he did. He was God's elect. He was given a purpose and grace before the world began. We are all, we are God's elect as well. No matter how difficult it seems to be, we can fulfill God's design for our lives. Jesus did. We believe that that Jesus meant what he said when he told Paul and subsequently revealed to us. My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace sufficient for thee. Amen. So God is saying to us very emphatically tonight that no matter what we have faced and what we are facing and what we will face, he's already relieved release the grace before the foundation of the world for us to be successful and for us to overcome. 
We have to choose to do our part. We must choose to do our part. For the twin brothers, we're going to go to Genesis 25, and we're going to start at verse 20. Genesis 25, and let me see if I can get through this part of it. We're going to do our best, okay? We're going to go on to Genesis 25, and we're going to begin at verse 20. Before the twin brothers, Jacob and Esau, were born to Isaac and Rebekah, it was prophesied by the Lord in advance that the elder would serve the younger. Really? How could that happen? Well, in Genesis chapter 25, beginning with verse 20, was 40 years old when he took Rebecca to wife. Verse 21, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, you got to realize they didn't have ultrasound back then. If it be so, why am I thus? And she went. You see what you do when you don't know the answer, church? And she went to inquire of the Lord. When you need an answer, you go to inquire of the Lord. Amen? And the Lord said unto her, the Lord talked to her specifically. She went to inquire of the Lord. He came back with an answer for her. Two nations are in thy womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Amen? So God already explained to her some things that she never would have known had she not gone to inquire of the Lord about a situation she didn't understand. Amen? Amen. That's the way it is. Later God explained, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And you said, well, now that sounds weird. Well, not exactly. You see, God decided that it was through Jacob that Jesus would come into the earth. It was through that part of the lineage, not Esau. So in comparison to how the blessing came through Jacob, comparing Esau, he says, that Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. Not that he couldn't stand Esau. He didn't appreciate some of the things he did, but Jacob got the blessing. And the Messiah came through that part of the lineage. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Explaining 
the reason for this strange seemingly predetermination, the Bible says, the children being not yet born, neither have done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, nobody earned this, but of him that calleth. That scripture is Romans chapter 9, verse 11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not because somebody earned it, but of him that did the calling. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go to verse 14, Romans chapter 9, verse 14. What shall we say then? What are we going to say about this? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. You see, this sort of pivot according to what God's plan is. That's, that's the way I sort of can explain it to you. It pivots according to God's will. See, there are people, and maybe you've been one of those persons from time to time, that have done the unfortunate sin of comparing yourself to someone else. And the Bible tells us that is not why. And then in your opinion, this person has all the advantages and so on and so forth, and your little opinion just running wild, and you've come up with all these bright ideas that are not necessarily founded on fact nor truth. And then you have the nerve to allow the demons of jealousy and envy to come help you along with that process. But you see, saints, it has to do with what God's plan is, not what you think and not what they think either. Whatever assignment God has given to them, he's given them and equipped them for the assignment. And whatever assignment he has for you, he's equipped you too. God has the prerogative of choosing one vessel for one purpose and a different vessel for a different purpose. That's his prerogative, which makes all the jealousy and envy all the more foolish. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. I hope you're digesting some of this as we go along. Because this is important to understand, and it takes a little while to digest it. It does. You have to let it 
seep into your heart and then affect your thoughts. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'm glad you feel that way. God definitely does have an ordained people that he has created for the purpose of receiving his mercy in order to reveal that side of his nature eternally. God has people that he created for the purpose of receiving his mercy. Why? So that we can see his mercy. That's why there needs to be an open display of the mercies of God. So God has chosen people out of his creation that he displays his mercy in their lives. Why? So that we can see it. It's important for us to behold the Lord. It's important for us to behold his attributes when he puts them on display. Amen? It's important. It's very important to God. It's important to us. And it's important to our faith. It's important to our faith in him. And God definitely does have a ordained plan involving certain key ordained figures or chosen figures who are quite evidently chosen by God in a more manifest and profound way before they ever came forth from the womb. Could write very very convincing arguments about this and explain this because he was living proof of this himself. Because he was on his way to actually kill Christians in Damascus when suddenly a light from heaven shone round about him and Jesus Christ revealed himself to this murderer this religious zealot and murderer. And he hated the name of Jesus. Paul wasn't some gung-ho Jesus person. He couldn't stand Jesus. And he didn't like his followers either. Let's go to the book of Acts, and let's look at this for a minute. Let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. And Saul, who became Paul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter. Slaughter, slaughter like you you do an ox. Slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues. He's going to go to the churches and track these people down and kill them. That if he found any of this way, 
whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. He's going to drag them all the way back to Jerusalem. Now, that's a cruel person. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, God has a right to choose his own suddenly. There shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now, I want you to notice something. Saul was not a Christian, but he could hear Jesus talking to him. Isn't that interesting? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? They had a conversation. And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Well, Jesus had gone back to heaven. How is Jesus being persecuted? Because we are in Christ. And what you've done to the least, You've done to Jesus. Amen? What you've done to the least, you've done to Jesus. Amen? And that is so. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Hmm. And he trembled, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless. Hearing a voice, but seeing no man. So they heard the voice too. And Saul arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. He was blind. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Did you notice he went to fasting immediately? Now, it does not say that Jesus Christ told him he needed to go on a fast. No, the situation was so severe, he had sense enough to do it anyway. Praise the Lord. Verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight. And inquire. Did you notice that Jesus knew the streets that were in Damascus? He's home back up in heaven, but he's giving Ananias direction without a GPS. 
He knows the exact streets in Damascus. No GPS involved, moving right along. And go into the street, which is called straight, and inquire in the house of Judas. For one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. Okay, so Jesus told him to go into the city, to go to the street that's called Straight, and when you get there, go to this house of Judas. Judas has a house, and I want you to go there. And when you get there, ask for one that's named Saul of Tarsus. Now, do you see how much detail Jesus had? And you think he doesn't know every single thing about you, about your situation, about your outcome? Hmm. Rethink that. And has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So obviously... Saul of Tarsus was praying to get his eyesight back to this Jesus who got his attention on the road to Damascus. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. I know this is a bad person, Lord. I don't feel good about this. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind, to handcuff, so to speak, to bring in bonds all that call on thy name. He's here to attack us. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. Here it comes. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles kings, and the children of Israel. This is what Saul was to do with his life. He was to go forth proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, to kings, people in authority, and the children of Israel. How do you know? Because Jesus Christ said so. That's his plan for him. For I will show him how great things he must, what, suffer for my name's sake. Amen? Amen. So, we're not going to be able to completely finish all of this tonight, so I'm going to pause here. And I hope I remember where I stopped. I was almost there. But I'm going to stop here so that we can have time to do the things that we need to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you that we got this far in the teaching tonight. And I pray that the saints will recast it so that the things that we talked about will become solidified and engrafted in their hearts and minds. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. These are some very important things that we talked about. 
You see, when you come here, it's like we're building a brick wall. We add one brick, one night, the mortar. The Lord gets it all plumb and everything. And then the next time we add another brick. And the next time we add another brick. So if you miss a brick, you need to go back and recast. Amen? Because that meant you... You miss something that the Lord is using to build in your life. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Coming to understand about the chosen ones and the elect ones. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Ah, there you are. Sorry, I passed right by you. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. We have a bunch of wonderful testimonies. Let's get started. Lena has a praise report. My mother is has gained eight pounds so far because she had lost 28 pounds from her hormones and potassium being out of whack. Now they're back to normal. Praise the Lord, and she'll be 77 next month. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord Jesus. Praise you for that, Lord. Praise you, praise you. Amori has a praise report. I thank you for saving the canine officer who was shot during a shootout near the zoo. Thank you, Father, for answering my prayer on the behalf of the dog's life. Praise you, Lord, for that. We praise you, Lord. You do hear our prayers. We thank you for that, Lord Jesus. M.M. has a praise report. Thank you that the thunderstorm has packed its bags and gone. It was supposed to have lasted three and a half hours or all night. Thank you for the constant watch and guard. There's no damage or flooding. And thank you for the just the power went out. It was time to go to sleep anyway. Thank you, Father. We just praise you in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Gina has a praise report. Thank you for the recent fast. During the fast, you opened a window for me to earn some income, and I am so grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. In alms has a praise report. Hallelujah to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, I thank you so much for answering my prayer so quickly. The Lord confirmed my neighbor on the right side of me are in witchcraft. And this is the second time I went on my patio. The first time is just little specks of white paint. But today it was white paint right in front of my patio door and some kind of symbol pointing towards my door right on the patio in white paint and around my unit. I prayed to the Father in Jesus' name. She let out of her unit, knocking over chairs and flowers, getting out of there, and I prayed (laughs) towards the wall seven times and towards all four walls of my unit and my ceiling unit over it. I even caught her peeping in my bedroom window twice before that. But the Lord Jesus answered my prayer. I thank you, Father, how you answered my prayer. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord, for that wonderful testimony. Now, 
Caroline has a praise report. Cell was having problems logging in and giving her testimony, but here's what happened. She went to court, and the judges, the assistant Eastern Star was in confusion, ranting and raving. One had COVID, and the others is shielding, uh, rescheduling. Praise you, Lord, that you did send confusion into the enemy's camp. Praise you, Lord, for that. You are awesome. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. And Deborah has a praise report. So far, it appears that nothing was stolen off our property last night. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let all the works of witchcraft and occultism be burned up in your fire. Everything that the heathen do, let it come to naught on this property. And I just give you praise in Jesus' name. We just praise you, Lord Jesus, that you do protect us, that we are your chosen one, and that you chose us. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Gina has a praise report. I had a large wall waiting to be sheetrocked. Praise God. My neighbor is doing a remodel, and the insulation he discarded was enough for me to fit in between the studs. I love debris boxes. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I know a man here that has a a business in Jacksonville where he picks up trash on construction sites, and he picked up enough trash to build him a very, very nice house. So you, it's just amazing what they throw away. They throw away four pounds of debris for every square foot that they build. Can you believe that? But we give you praise and glory for that, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. DBD has a praise report. All praise and glory to God. Mom is doing well. The infection in her liver and blood is clearing up, and she is strong enough to be moved from her bed to a chair so that she can sit up. The Lord is removing the fluid from her hip and reducing the swelling in her knee and leg. She's finally getting sleep and some rest she hasn't had in a long time. Hallelujah. The Lord has not allowed the doctors to release her from the hospital just yet, for he knows all that is needed. That is needed. My dad is doing well, and I'm so proud of my brothers who have been taking turns taking care of him in the interim as I'm getting my home in order and making preparations to travel there to assist them. My aunt, who's been helping my parents before the incident, will be back from her vacation today. And a niece, who is a nurse's assistant, has scheduled a week off from her job so that she can help with the needs of my mom once she's released from the hospital. God is working everything out. We just praise you for that, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. You always do that. And Amori has another praise report. Thank you, Lord. The child has been found. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to start purchasing some of the items for school today. We just praise you for that, Lord. All death has a praise report. Father, I thank you today. You know I was at a store, and this praise just came out of me. And I had to praise you in the store. Thank you so much for working in my heart and mind. I need you so much, Father. I thank you. And just praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for that praise report. What a wonderful praise report. Jory has a praise report. Pastor rebuked the bugs and spiders that have, they have been drastically reduced in number. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
Dace Diaz has a praise report. Thank you for all your prayers. My mother, mother's low air tire was able to hold air. My car's damaged ball joint held until I could got to the mechanic, and my car repair to pass the smog was affordable. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. In cases, praise God. For a few years concerning a legal agreement KK and I had made, I was very uncomfortable and spent a lot of time assuming what myself that needed changing. I finally emailed Pastor Sabrina for input, and she confirmed my instinct that agreement should definitely be terminated. I am so grateful that I can stand and sever ties in Jesus' name. I'm looking forward to the blessings that will come. Thank you, God, for rewarding those who diligently seek you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Sharon has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for letting Ken catch me twice before I fell off a ladder. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for that. DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for not allowing Biden to sign a climate emergency executive order, which would have been similar to martial law. And thank you for the rain in my neighborhood. Amen. Well, saints, every time we're praying for these adjudications, you come up in agreement and pray, and we'll read about it in the papers the next day. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have called us and that we are chosen. And now back to you, Pastor Spring, just praise you, Lord Jesus, and just praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you, uh, Brother Bill. Thank you very much. Lord, we just want to thank you and give you praise for each of these praise reports and all the other ones that are yet to come. We know, Lord, that you're watching over us and that you're helping us because we surely depend on you every moment of every day. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning several outstanding groups which prominently surfaced in this present upheaval. They are the cover-up, the Trojan horse, the rhinos, the Russian collusion hoax, the National Democratic Committee, stabbers, and the haters. Father, we thank you for the work which you are doing. We thank you and praise you for the uncovering and the revelations of fact and truth. Of a truth, it is that you are the God of God and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. We trust you, the spirit of truth, for more uncovering and yet more revelations of fact and truth. We humble ourselves before you as you unveil your righteous work among men, in government, in judgment, in courtrooms, in seats of authority, in places of worship, prisons, and in communities throughout the earth and beneath the earth, throughout the earth and beneath the earth. We give you praise for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We are requesting adjudications 
from the righteous judge concerning a U.S. government review board has cleared one of the longest-held prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. In their July 19th final determination, they said that there was no longer sufficient cause to keep Khalid Ahmed Quasim imprisoned at the base. The board suggested that Quasim be released to an unspecified country Now, when you release a prisoner, you have a certain place to send them. This one is unspecified. That has a strong rehabilitation and reintegration program. Khalid was captured by a coalition of Ezbek, Tajik, and Hazara warlords who opposed al-Qaeda and the Taliban and became key partners of U.S. forces in the country. They brought him to Guantanamo Bay after the attack on the USS Cole and the assassination of Afghan leader Ahmad Shah Mossad by al-Qaeda. He has been held this long because of his inability to manage his emotions and actions. Mm-hmm and his lack of plans for the future if released. So this is somebody who doesn't have control of himself, and he doesn't have any plans for the future if released, but they released him. During his incarceration, he taught himself English and Spanish. He also has become an artist, and his work has already been displayed at an exhibit hosted by the CUNY Law School in New York in 2020. Now, I had to go to Lord about this part, because here you have someone that was deemed to be, it was necessary to imprison them at Guantanamo Bay. But their artwork is now and has been on display at a New York law school. That's real interesting. Now, this person is not a citizen of the United States of America. There are citizens whose children would love to have their artwork displayed there. But this is someone who has ha- who has such connection. Understand, it's the connection that he's in Guantanamo Bay, and they're displaying his artwork at a law school in New York. I found that to be a little different. Painting has been my relief, he, he said in an open letter he addressed to President Joe Biden in January 2022. I am proud of my art when they were exhibited in New York. I thought of the paintings looking out into the elegant street and the big buildings and of the people in their nice city looking in and how they cannot possibly imagine what our lives are like. I don't know where I will go or what I will do, he said, but there's another life for me outside this prison. 
So that's what they decided to do, to let him out. Seeing adjudications from the righteous judge concerning during a Face the Nation interview on March 15, 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci talked to the American people about a sudden global virus outbreak. What happened after this interview was catastrophic. COVID-19 evolved into the worst health crisis in over 100 years. Ultimately, millions of people died, but they also didn't tell us how many survived. In mid-May 2022, that's a few months ago, the United States reached 1 million COVID-19-related deaths. But now keep in mind, there were people that went in the hospital uh, because it was time for them to depart this life. And they had a a, a litany of other uh, issues, health issues. But you do know that they wrote on the death certificate, they tacked it right on there now, COVID-19. I happen to know personally of someone they did this with. She was in her 90s. She'd been living through all these other health issues she had. She went in the hospital. It was time for her to leave Earth. But before she left, they had to tack on COVID-19 that she didn't even have. And so that had to be the cause of death. No, it was not. It was time to go. Amen. So let's make that clear. The virus has devastated economies and destroyed lives. However, the death and destruction pale in comparison to the lies that trusted medical experts told. Dr. Anthony Fauci has been the worst. His interview with Margaret Brennan was was full of so much falsehood, it's virtually impossible to figure out what he was thinking. One key thing on Dr. Anthony Fauci's mind was how he could easily be linked to the worst global health crisis in a century. His primary agenda was to cover up any trail of evidence that might lead to discovering the origin of the virus. Fauci knew how problematic the truth might be for himself and other twisted scientists at the National Institutes of Health. Fauci was the director of the NIH. He was responsible for approving U.S. taxpayer dollars for scientific research. His agency allowed hundreds of thousands of dollars to sift into the hands of Chinese virologists in Wuhan, China. Virologists. I'll get that straight after a while. Many people, many believe this is origin of COVID-19. Fauci denied it. He and his co-conspirators even went so far as to bury any evidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the source. If the virus was proven to have leaked from this lab, Fauci and the NIH might well be deemed culpable in the deaths of millions. As more evidence gradually materialized, it became increasingly apparent that the virus did leak from a lab. In all likelihood, the Wuhan facility was the source. Fauci's NIH condoned and contributed to the dangerous gain-of-function research, 
research that eventually killed people. Throughout the early stages of the pandemic, during most of the public update, Dr. Deborah Burke stood by Fawcett. She was a highly respected AIDS research physician and an expert on virus transmission. Americans trusted her. They trusted Dr. Anthony Fauci as well, was misguided. These two, along with most of the scientific community, lied repeatedly, lied repeatedly. They lied about preventative measures. They lied about mass effectiveness. However, and most of all, they lied about the origins of the virus. Despite Fauci's insisting that the virus came from nature, he knew it didn't. He would be on the hook if the truth came out. Fauci had to work to cover up the truth. It's one of the most criminal scientific schemes in history. He should be charged with multiple crimes and placed in prison. Once a parent of everything Fauci and Dr. Burke has come Wait a minute. Once a parent of everything Fauci said, Dr. Burks has come clean. The infectious diseases expert told the Daily Mail that she is now certain that the virus came out of a box ready to infect. Anyone who said this for more than two years was censored. Medical professionals were thrown off of social media sites or their opinions were blocked. Anyone who talked about the lab leak theory was called a conspiracy nut. They were not. Burks' statement confirms the lab leak theory truth. Many believed it all along. However, she also insisted that it probably didn't happen on purpose. Burks said, it happened. Labs aren't perfect. People aren't perfect. We make mistakes. And there can be contamination. This may well be true, but it brings up another critical point. Of dangerous research does not have any scientific benefit compared to the cost of millions of human lives. Dr. Anthony Fauci still to this day believes in gain of function as a viable tool for science. Fauci is nothing more than the equivalent of a fictional mad scientist. He is dangerous and he is a liar. Dr. Deborah Burke is, in many respects, as culpable as others. However, she was not in charge of covering up the truth. Dr. Anthony Fauci was the ringleader. He purposefully lied. Fauci said he's going to retire soon. Dr. Anthony Fauci should be retired to a federal penitentiary for crimes against humanity. His deceptive lives cost millions, lies cost millions of lives. No one should ever forget that. If he's not held accountable in this life, we can only hope that there's accountability on the other side. Burks and Fauci spun a number of lies throughout the pandemic that cost people their jobs, their livelihoods, and in many cases, their lives, which makes them complicit in mass murder. The American people and others who followed, and there are others because other countries 
took their lead from what was going on in the U.S., suffered greatly under the arbitrary policies of Burks and Fossey, who relied not on science but on their own delusions and fantasies in crafting policy throughout the manufactured crisis. I had settled on 10 feet, knowing that even that was too many, but I figured that 10 would at least be palatable for most Americans. Burke's nonchalantly writes in her book about how she came up with her social distancing number. Yes, this lady did this on the fly. She lied like, you know, ooh, this woman seriously is a serious liar. On Twitter, Dr. MD, who has been outspokenly opposed to all the restrictions throughout the pandemic, wrote that Burke, whom he and many others called the scarf lady, committed serious scientific fraud and misled Trump throughout his tenure. McCullough says that Americans were forced by Burks and Fauci into unnecessary lockdowns and restrictions based on the false presumption that the virus spread among healthy people, asymptomatic spread, a concept that was disproven by actual scientists who looked into the matter independently. They cost our country trillions of dollars, and they made it up. Yep, that's what they did. Ask someone about the economic impact of Burke and Fossey's imposition. Well, at least the trust has been irreparably damaged now, responded another about how nobody trusts the American government anymore. There's no going back. The few brain-dead folks still volunteering to wear a mask are either beyond health or just doing it as a retarded political statement. Always remember, it was always about getting that vaccine pumped into as many people as possible. Now we are seeing the effects of that. One of the things, if you read the FYI that I placed into the chat room in the wee hours of the morning, it told about how Miss Burke said, that she, that she made it up on the fly, that many of those recommendations, almost all of them, she made them up on the fly. There was no truth and no scientific founding to them at all. Well, at least in the Bible, it tells you what happens to life. Amen. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning... Those of you who have not read that FYI, you might want to read it. Praise the Lord. It's not a a link. It's It's an article. Amen? Sri Lanka's latest approach to handling the fuel crisis is in its country is to ration fuel using residents Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 QR code. Hmm. The only way to buy gasoline in Sri Lanka, we are told, is to show one's COVID passport via a smartphone. This being exactly the type of government misuse that many warned about when QR codes for the pandemic were first introduced. 
A type of the mark of the beast, COVID QR codes are a digital mark that must be shown in order to continue engaging in commerce as fuel is needed to drive, as well as to create and transport goods and services. Russia's special operation in Ukraine is shouldering most of the blame for Sri Lanka's current dire situation as the tiny country located at the southern tip of India struggles to maintain adequate gas supplies amid a global rush for gas. Prices for what little gas Sri Lanka has been able to procure are skyrocketing, and the government's solution is to demand that residents show their COVID QR codes in order to partake. It sounds as though the COVID QR code in Sri Lanka has been retooled as a gas rationing QR code, meaning residents are awarded access to fuel on some kind of rolling basis depending on available supply. As some gas becomes becomes available, in other words, certain residents are notified that they can show up to purchase gas just so long as their code has been activated. Those without an active QR code will not be allowed to purchase any gas. Seeing as how COVID QR codes were used in many other countries besides Sri Lanka, and seeing how fuel shortages and inflation are now afflicting pretty much every country except Russia and its allies, it is safe to assume that this new imposition will spread to other countries. As the gas taps get shut off in Europe, for instance, there is a chance that Europeans in countries like Germany and the Netherlands could eventually be told that they, too, need to show their QR codes in order to heat their homes and businesses this winter. They'll tighten the screws to do everything they can to get people into the app, tweeted someone named Get Back to Life. Someone else named Luther tweeted a link to fuelpass.gov.lk, though it does not seem to be accessible from anywhere outside of Sri Lanka, except perhaps with a VPN virtual private network. As the main page displays a message stating, National Fuel Pass, you are not authorized. No doubt this is where civil war comes into play, added the Get Back to Life Twitter account in a separate tweet. Another name, Rosalind Garcia, tweeted that she believes Sri Lanka was intentionally staged to make way for this as an example for the rest of the world to emulate as the economic dominoes continue to topple. This is exactly the essence of Agenda 2030, she added. God help us if people don't wake up in time. Praise the Lord. We are requesting adjudication from the righteous judge. Concerning Representative Bill Foster, Democratic uh, Democrat of Illinois, has reintroduced the Improving Digital Identity Act, a bipartisan bill 
that would increase the federal government's involvement in the digital identity ecosystem. The bill is set to be approved by the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. The bill seeks to require the federal government to use its authority to help citizens prove who they are online through the provision of optional ID validation services, which augment private sector digital identity and authentication solutions. The bill would also require the creation of a task force on digital identity and a grant program at the Department of Homeland and Homeland Security to support the development of interoperable identity verification systems at the local and state level. Expressing her support for the bill, Committee Chair Representative Carolyn Maloney, Democrat, New York, said, Cure Digital Identity Infrastructure is an essential foundation to American economic and national security. However, the committee's ranking Republican, Representative James Comer of Kentucky, opposed the grant program provision in the bill and the timeline of the bill. The task force has three years to release a final report. Improved and expanded digital identity technologies may well play an important role in reducing fraud, but this bill would only give the appearance of action, he said. A similar bill was introduced in the Senate by Senator Cynthia Loomis of uh, Republican Wyoming and Kristen Siema, a Democrat of Arizona. In a press release, Lumen said that it doesn't make sense that Americans have to constantly overshare sensitive identity information with government agencies and businesses, which are all too often targeted by hackers and identity thieves. The bill in the Senate has a few differences from the original one introduced in the House. The one in the Senate insists that access to digital ID verification should be equitable, the effectiveness of existing government digital identity approach, approaches presents causes for concern, particularly with the use of facial recognition technology in federal, state, and local government contacts with private sector companies, said Maloney. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, saints, we're going to pray. Amen. We're going to pray. Now, Brother Marshall, I have a question before we start to pray. And that question is this. Remember a long time ago, there was this testimony that you gave us about this lady being on her job. And the people there were using profanity to no end. And she prayed some scripture, I can't recall which one, and the Lord stopped it. So if you can remember what that scripture was, please put it in the chat room for me, sir. Thank you. We are now ready to pray. Okay. Praise the Lord. And I put it just in case someone's curious. It was Luke ten nineteen and 20. So 
Praise God. So, Father, we thank you. We don't take for granted that the devils are subject unto us, but we take for, we don't take it for granted either that our names are within heaven. We thank you for your extraordinary grace. Thank you, Jesus, for hanging on that tree, taking our cup of cursing, that we might receive your cup of blessing. You came to call us, Father. You did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Repentance towards you, Father, in belief in the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, like it says in Acts 20. 21. We thank you, Father God, as we do repent and renounce. Even as you got a hold of Saul of Tarsus, he was a very religious man, and he was very zealous in what he was doing, Father God, but he thought he was right until he met Jesus as a light brighter than the noonday sun. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Father God, wake up many that are walking in darkness, that they might see the light the way you want, Father in Jesus' name. We thank you for waking up the body of Christ. Those people who think they're religious and they've got it all right, they've got their ticket to heaven and they can live any way they want to and then by and by they get to go to heaven because uh, they got sprinkled or they had somebody dunk them, but they never got around to repenting of their sins. So, Father God, help us to how to walk in love with the people and how to bind the demons and to do the life that you want us to do by the power of your spirit, Father God, because we can't do it in our own strength. So, Father, you said, if two of you on earth agree, so anything you ask, it shall be done in my Father, which is now concerning all these different challenges and opportunities and things that Pastor Sabrina has just read through, Father God. We ask for your divine help and intervention as we hold every thought captive for ourselves and those we can stand in for, because we know our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. He said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the point down the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, Leviathan, every spirit of idolatry, Kundalini, every ungodly spirit, every spirit of fascination with things of this world instead of looking to Jesus, every spirit of presumption, Father God, forgive me and those I can stand in for and deliver us all and all those any of us can stand in for. Father, we come before your throne of grace with the big brother Jesus because of the blood of covenant, holding all thoughts captive. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention in all these situations. You said, whosoever shall... Call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved, shall be delivered. We ask you to save, save, heal, deliver, preserve, and make whole sozo. All those who have interceded for, Father God, they can repent. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction and draw them to the Lord Jesus, Father. I don't know if you can do so for Anthony Fauci or the Scarf Lady birth, Father God, but all those, Father God, and those behind the scenes in Sri Lanka, those that are behind the scenes. And I heard it was a, a World Economic Forum a person who was selected to be the new leader there after the people revolted. Isn't that interesting? Somebody was appointed by the World Economic Forum to be their next leader. It's kind of like um, some of the other leaders, and like Macron and and uh, who is that fellow, the the uh, the Castro, uh, you know, child in, up in Canada. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for for de- delivering and uncovering us from these nasty spirits, Father, in Jesus' name. Even as Pastor Sabrina read the scripture from from Daniel, that you uncover the things that are being done. We thank you for all the things you're uncovering. We thank you for all these many, many things that uh, Dr. Sabina uh, went through, Father God. Thank you for uncovering all these different cover-ups, so-called Trojan horse and the rhinos and the Russian collusion hoax and the National Democratic Committee, what they're really up to, those that are backstabbers, those that, who, who are they hating? The haters. They hate people that actually believe in the one true creator God because why would they hate people that believe in the one true greater God? Could it be that they think their opinion is more important than the opinion of the Heavenly Father? 
and the anointed Son of the living God, the Lord Jesus, the Word of God is from eternity past, who came to show us and to reveal and declare the name of the Father to us? Could it be that they hate the one creator, greater God, that there is really genuine, a spiritual battle going on, even as it was foretold in the Scriptures, Father God? It seems like a lot of these things are coming to light, and we thank you for bringing them to light, even as we pray. And we thank you for the many, many, many answers to prayer, Father God, and uncovering these things that the witches and the different ones are doing, Father God, even as we prayed, even according to Luke, for us, that in 8.17, Jesus says, for, there, for nothing is secret that should not be made manifest, neither anything hid that should not be known and come abroad. We thank you for exposing what's going on with all these things, What's going on with the people that have been thrown in prison, Father God, and not appropriately? Yeah, actually, they're, they're put in prison by people that are acting not like elected leaders, but perhaps what some people call selected leaders. Selected by who? Oh, the prince of the power of the air. Who would that be? Would that be the god of this world, Satan? The one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy that Jesus warned us about in John 10.10? Because Jesus said, I've come that you may have life. And have it more abundantly. We like that. But it says Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. And who are these people that have put in the people from January 6th in prison that had the audacity to just come up to uh, say, well, you know, we want to have a redress of grievances. Isn't it in the Constitution? Oh, and some police officers opened the doors to the to the Capitol, and, and those in authority that could have had National Guard there to keep people to protect the Capitol, they declined that, repeatedly declined that. Oh, we can give them to you. We can give you more. You have 25. Oh, you don't want 25? You want 2,000? Oh, no, no, we don't need any. Thanks. Oh, isn't that interesting? So, Father God, we thank you for exposing all these things, even as you said you did in Daniel 2.47. We thank you for Sabrina's intercessions, Father, earlier. We're all in agreement. And you said, if two of you on earth are searching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. And you're not a man that you should lie, nor the Son of Man that you should repent. If you said it, will you not do it? We thank you for uncovering what's going on behind this fellow being released from Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. It didn't happen during the time when Obama was there that he was put in. Maybe it's unlawful in the timing on that, but the USS Cole, it's funny how that was captured. And all that very confidential information was given to the CCP and others, uh, confidential information on all the people in the U.S. government, all the things they could be blackmailed with, all that was on the USS Cole, and all that's been being uncovered. And this guy was connected with the same timing of it, and he was connected with uh, the people that were uh, doing things from Al-Qaeda, supposedly, and I don't know about all these things. I really don't know much of anything, but Father Jesus knows everything. But you know everything, Lord. And we're all here for such a time as this. How did Esther feel when she ended up being the, the queen? Was that already given authority to some very demonically inspired person to kill all the Jewish people, Father God? And if not just put them in prison, like they did to Dr. Simone Gold recently. I think she just went to prison recently. What did she have the audacity to do? As a medical doctor who'd done nice things and worked to help people as an emergency room doctor, as also not just certified as a, as a medical doctor, but also as a lawyer. She knows it. And so she started the, the frontline doctors. And what was that about? To get the truth out. Maybe they don't want the truth to come out. Could it be they're trying to hide it? And they don't want her to have an opportunity to speak? So they have a trumped-up charge 
that she she was somehow in cahoots on January 6th was something that was just the opportunity of citizens to have a redress of grievances when they had a question about, you know, we're not so sure this election was quite right. In fact, I've heard somebody say there's more than 40-something states that have a general agreement that, yeah, the election had all kinds of errors in it. And, and maybe Biden isn't really elected. He might be selected. As selected by who? It's a good question. Isn't that interesting about the Dominion voting machines? And that word Dominion is not just a, it, because the Dominion belongs to God, but devil wants the Dominion on the earth, but Jesus got it back when he hung on the tree. Thank you, Jesus, for hanging on that tree for all mankind, even for those of us that come to receive you. For Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, a curse on our place, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And whom that father Abraham? Melchizedek. And Jesus is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And Melchizedek brought forth bread, and why? Did Father Abraham drink into one spirit? Is that why he could hear your voice? We even others heard your voice, as Dr. Sabrina said on the road to Damascus. And we thank you for that, Lord. It's interesting, those different accounts. So three different accounts of, of uh, Saul's encounter on the road to Damascus. Some say they heard, some said they saw. I don't know this. But that just proves that this is because they're not in collusion. They're not all saying exactly the same script because a true witness has to have slight variations to know that they're not in cahoots together. But maybe Brooks and Fauci were in cahoots. I don't know. But maybe she's trying to distance herself so so she won't have to be in Guantanamo Bay quite as long as Fauci. Or maybe she wouldn't have to face a, a firing squad or whatever. Fauci made a whole lot of money in his investments in the pharmaceutical industry and his collusions with the rotating with a, with a revolving door between the NIH and, and, the, and the government agencies and the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, what is the definition of fascism? Isn't that when, when corporations and the government are working together to control the people, not necessarily for their best interests? Could we be seeing anything like that? I don't know. But it's interesting food for thought. Father, we ask for your divine intervention concerning what Dr. Fauci and and uh, this Burks lady did, the scarf lady, Father Jesus and Deborah Burks. We ask for your divine intervention and adjudication, Father God. And Dr. Sabrina alluded to the fact that you say your scripture points out what the proper adjudication should be. And even as you point out, in Psalm 149, you said this, honor have all his saints. Those that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb become a saint. Not that we work at it by good works. No, no, no. We receive Jesus Christ. And it says, Psalm 149, beginning of verse 6, but the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand, not necessarily a physical sword, but about the sword of the Spirit, to execute vengeance upon the heathen. Those people who don't believe in the one true creator God, those people that think they're little gods, those people that may be worshiping mammon or something else, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them that judgment written, Dishonor have all his saints. Praise you the Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, for giving your saints that privilege and that opportunity as joint heirs with Christ. And you said in your word in Proverbs 19, and it's apparently, what's his name? Fauci's even lied against what he said previously. 2005, he said, oh, masks don't work. And then he contradicted himself. So he doesn't even agree with himself. It says, a false witness shall not be unpunished in Proverbs 19.5. And he that speaketh lies shall not escape. There's more than Fauci that has told lies. A lot of other people, a lot of other people, heads of the um, different medical groups, AMA, have told lies. What are they covering up? Why don't they want people to know Maybe remdesivir is not the only and best solution for people that are so-called diagnosed with what they call COVID-19, whatever that is. And verse 9 of Proverbs 19, Father, you said in your word, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Now, we know the wages of sin is death. So, Father God, it sounds like some of these people, and you said, very challenging scriptures, Father God, in the very last chapter in the in the Bible, not the last not the last chapter, one of the last books of the Bible, in Revelation, twenty-one, is that where it is? Revelation twenty-one eight. You talk about the people who don't make heaven. Those people are controlled by that ungodly spirit. If you're all supposed to have a holy reverence of God, and if we do, and then we get blessed and healed. It says, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. He that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life. Oh, that's uh, Proverbs 19.23. And it says in Malachi, was it Malachi 4.2? To you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as the calves of the stall. Jesus, you not only feed your sheep, you feed your calves. We may feel like we're hemmed in in a little stall. Because you're you're feeding us. You feed us with your word. Dr. Sabrina's been feeding us with a lot of rich word. Brother Bill's been doing amazing things. And we think of all the testimonies that incredibly build up our faith. Well, if this brother prayed and that sister prayed and God answered their prayer, maybe I should be praying more. Maybe I need to allow the Holy Ghost to pray through me because, you know what? Maybe the Holy Ghost most knows more than I do. Wouldn't that be a novel thought? He knows more than Marshall does. A whole lot more. But he said in Revelation 21, 8, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, ooh, if somebody thinks they're going to people's death, could they be considered a murderer? The whoremongers, the sorcerers, ooh, the sorcerers, the idolaters, those that are worshiping Fauciers or somebody else worshiping their family doctor that it was in cahoots with this nonsense. The idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We know it's a point unto man wants to die, but then the judgment. Father God, like you said in, in Hebrews 9, but there's a second death. And the second death is burning the lake of fire, and that's a conscious, continual, forever torment, Father God. And that's why the devil is trying to drag many people with him into that lake of fire, because he cannot repent. Father, if you can get a hold of Brooks or even Fauci or any of these in the governmental authorities, maybe you can't get a hold of Biden, but maybe his double the one with the different earlobes or whatever, maybe you get a hold of him. And those that are speaking lies, maybe you get a hold of them. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, Father God. Draw them to the Lord Jesus and grant them the gifts, even as you gave to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, the gift of repentance to the knowledge of the truth. 
can never cover themselves from this now the devil, especially those in the, the lower levels in the medical communities, Father God. A lot of the people very uncomfortable with saying, well, you know, we have really terrible results with the medications we're giving, but if we give a different one, the NIH, was, they're going to pull the, pull the, 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 the rug out from under us, and, 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 and they're taking away my medical license. How am I going to pay off my loans? And what am I going to do? How am I going to, how am I going to, how am I going to pay off my, my children's tuitions at dispenses, schools or universities or, or whatever? How am I going to continue to get out of debt? Oh, what am I going to do? Father, we buy that spirit of ungodly fear and, and mind control and blackmail that's going on with all those that are going along with the Anthony Fauci nonsense, Father God. We ask you to uncover the full extent of this nonsense. It may not just be the CCP that's part and parcel of this. It may be U.S. government and what they call it, DARPA, defense something or other. And they don't just have bioweapons labs in, uh, in, in Wuhan. We understand there's more than a few of them are in Ukraine. More than a few of them that are even in other countries, and not just the United States. Yes, in the United States. Yes, in other countries, maybe in Taiwan. They're all over the place. And who funded them? We don't know for sure, but it sounds like they're there to do research for our protection, uh, they admitted, from the government. U.S. government, in different nations, including in this country where Russia invaded to get rid of the Nazis. And they are Nazis there. What do Nazis want to do? They want to control people against their will, just like Hitler wanted to control people against their will and turn one group against another. Father, we ask you to expose all these things, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask you to grant people that, that can receive the gifts of repentance, Father. And, Father God, help the people. <laughs> Deliver the people from the mind-blinding spirits, Father God, the, the spirits of mass formation, Father God, and the spirits of ungodly fear, because you've not given us the, the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, but some of our family members are still going around thinking mass do some good. Oh, oh this, is, this is proven in science. Oh, really? Well, Fauci doesn't even agree with himself. Why do you think it's so? Oh, because I heard it on CNN. Well, his ratings are lower than some little person podcasts. Well, people are turning away from mainstream news media. Thank you, Father God, for waking the people up, waking many, many, many people up, Father God, all over the place, Father God, particularly the body of Christ, including in Canada, Father God, that, that Arthur Pulaski, the, the pastor from wherever he is, Calgary, I forget where he's from, originally from from Poland, who left Poland to get away from that, that communist regime that, that the Russians had and that from his family growing up under the boots of the Nazis, Father God. They wanted to leave, and they wanted to think, they went to Greece for a few years, and then they were given asylum. They came to Canada so they could have freedom. And what happened to him when he had freedom? He went to speak, preach encouragement to the, the people standing up. Uh, against their elected officials, or were they elected, or were they selected, against Trudeau, to say, oh, no, we just want to have the liberty to choose whether or not we want to get vaccinated or not. We don't want to be told what we have to do. We don't want to be locked down. We don't want to be told we have to wear masks. We don't want to be told we have to do this and that. And, and he had the audacity to go and share the good news. He had the audacity to continue to hold church services when he was told by the government. Is the government above God? the God who created heaven and earth, is the little ones who created the rules and regulations according to the World Economic Forum. Are they above the creator God who has all power in heaven and earth? Are they above the name of the Lord Jesus, whose name every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father? 
I don't think so. And probably there were some corrupt judges that had them locked up in solitary confinement, with his face down in the concrete, in metal boxes. They were tormenting and tor- torturing him, Father God. But he hung tough in there. He hung in there, Father God, because he knew what it's like, because he came out of Poland. He knew what it was like to be in a communist nation. He knew what it's like to be under uh, communist dictators, Father God, and kind of Nazis, Father God. He knew what it's like, and that's why he called the police that came to his church Nazis. That's why he called them, Father God, called them out on it. Didn't like that. But then he finally had an adjudication just recently, Father God, and it was overturned. But the corrupt judges, there's some few good judges still, Father God. We think that there are few good judges in Canada standing up. We think with the people waking up when they found out what, what, the, what Trudeau and, and, and the bankers were in a big hurry to take people's funds away from them, even away from Bitcoin, which people were told was secret and private and nobody could get to it. They took away their funds as well as, of course, from the open banks because everybody's identity is connected with it. Father God, so Father God, thank you for waking up the people. This seems to be a plan that they they, 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 they showed their cards. They're playing a little card game. They showed their cards too soon. They said, uh-oh, the people found out we're trying to take away everything that belonged to them. And the, what the, the guys in the World Economic Forum keep saying, they will own nothing and be happy. Well, if people own nothing, they're going to be happy, happy because they're mind-controlled, but they'll own nothing. Who's going to own everything? Uh, not just Bill Gates. He already owns almost all the uh, the agricultural land in this country. Why did he do that? Because it actually has value. Does he know that perhaps the U.S. dollar could be decreasing in value more rapidly than it has for the last 70 years when it's lost more than 90% of its purchasing power? You know, people used to buy a house, a whole house, for less than $8,000, let alone a brand-new car for less than $8,000. Dollar is not worth much of anything. It's just a statement of people that's a convenience instead of training chickens for rice or or uh, sweet peppers for hot peppers or whatever people do trading things off father god it was just a convenience to have dollars but now people actually look at it as if it's worth something and that's why there's been a flight to safety so-called where the u.s dollar is temporarily pumped up temporarily and you and 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 those global elites are pushing down, pushing down silver and gold and Bitcoin, making it look like trash, 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 because what do they want to bring us into? A central bank digital currency. So everybody can have a QR code. They control people just like the people in Sri Lanka are trying to be controlled. Because how are they controlled by fuel? Well, how am I going to get my fuel? How am I going to, buy, how am I going to get fuel to do my business? How am, I going to have, how am I going to heat my house in Germany this winter if I don't do what they tell me to do? Father God, we bind those spirits of ungodly fear. And the mind control spirits, Father God, coming against the people globally, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, waking up the body of Christ all over your earth, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you said in Isaiah 51, beginning at verse 9, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O arm of the Lord. That's Jesus, the arm of the Lord. To whom is the arm of the Lord being revealed? Awake, as in the ancient days and the generations of old. And wounded, uh, art thou not it that had cut Rahab, that is Egypt, and has wounded the dragon? Art thou not it which hath dried the sea, remember the Red Sea, and the waters of the great deep, which made the depths of the sea away for the ransom to pass over? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return, and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head, and they shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and Morning shall flee away. And we thank you for that. The end, the last verse of uh, uh, that's 
Psalm 16 that we're going to be meditating on, because in your presence is fullness of joy, and your eyes are red with wine. We thank you for guiding us with our eye. And you said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And you shed your blood. So when we left the little red cup of juice, he said, oh, what did Jesus do for me? The God who created heaven and earth by his word, the word of God, the eternal word of God is from everlasting. He poured out his blood for us, and that's the blood that redeemed us. That's the blood that's redeeming us now. We ask you to redeem all those in harm's way, including all those that have been bewitched by the mass formation psychosis globally, Father, in Jesus' name, including the people in the body of Christ, those people who are sincere Christians. Many of them were sincere Christians, Father God, but they got a little bit lax. They didn't keep hungering and thirsting for righteousness. They were just going along with their pastors and said, oh yeah, we're going to wear a mask for a little while because the government, and we're not going to meet in church anymore because, well, you know, we don't want you to get sick. And yet some of them wearing masks, according to what I heard from somebody, are still praying for people to be healed from cancer. Hello! Father, help those pastors to wake up and say, wait a minute, how can you have faith enough to have God heal somebody from cancer, but you have to have a what, mask on? Father God, wake up the pastors. Those are not standing strong like the pastor did kind of with the post to stand up in Canada, Father God, Arthur Pulaski. Not that he's perfect. He's just a man like the rest of us. He's a man like Donald Trump. Is he perfect? No. Is Donald Trump perfect? No, I'm not even 100% sure where Donald Trump's coming from. He was pushing this vaccine as if it was a good thing, Father God. We know there's a war going on between the global elite. We've been speaking confusion, division to enemies camp, and we do continue to speak confusion, division to the enemies camp in Jesus' name. And every witchcraft curse sent against all of us, we currently sending every member of the body of Christ all over the earth, including those in Sri Lanka, wherever those members of the body of Christ, and those got about that about have been controlled by Fauci's nonsense. I returned all over the earth. Every witchcraft curse returned we assemble on the earth of demons to do those demons they intend to do to us. Render to our neighbors, assemble to their bosom. They'll repost what they intend to do to us. In Jesus' name, by the power of God, continue to blind ourselves. I mean, you're the enemy. And the only way that Jesus wants to be offended each and every one of us. And all those who have understood it for us. Father, we ask you to bring the light. What things are. That's where uh, divine